What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show with the old bros. It's good to be back. How you doing, Doc? Are you going to start the show like that all the time? Or what? Yeah, that's my new thing. Okay. All right, Doc. <laughs> mm. uh, doing good, man. How you doing? Well, I'm doing great, but now I'm not doing better than Dak Prescott, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about uh, with this contract uh, that Dak uh, got. Um, you like Dak? <laughs> Big is that, is, that, is that like the Kirk Cousins of? Yeah, that's what, that's what our boy James Tracy came up with. You like that? Orale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I, I'm really happy for Dak Prescott. I'm glad that he um, got a deal here. Um, I'm glad that um, you know he finally got his money. You know, uh, you know, getting franchise tagged these last couple years and then getting hurt last season while playing on the franchise tag. It was just, I just feel good for him. I feel, I, I, I feel good. I, I, you know, I feel that, that, uh, that he deserves it. He seems like he's a hard worker and, uh, goes about his business and shows up and takes care of business on the practice field. Seems like a good person. Uh, and I feel like he's well-deserved of this money. Um, do I think it's a lot? As far as yearly, yeah, but hey, I, I'm I'm glad Dak got it because I don't think it's his fault. Uh, the contract situation ended this way. I think it's Dallas's fault. But what are your thoughts? No, I, I like it. I mean, I think it was just a must must uh, do for Dallas. I mean, you didn't want to go into the year tagging him again. That's not good for the player, and it's not good for you as like salary cap wise. It's gonna hit the cap much harder than getting the deal done. So. On Dallas's end, I mean, it's good that they got the deal done. You lock up your QB for four years, and then now, you know, Dak gets his money. And I've said this many times before, like, I think Dak is a, an elite player. And if you're looking at it from, like, uh, Dallas's perspective, I mean, like, Dallas has Zeke locked up now, Dak locked up, Amari locked up, CD's on his rookie deal still, so, and I'm not sure what's up with Gallup, but they're all pretty much locked up on offense, you know. They might need some O-line help. That they can do in the draft, but I mean, you look at Dallas and their windows to win now because you got Dak locked up now, so they got all their big players locked up. So it's win, it's win now for Dallas, and you know they got the team to do it. It's just you know they're gonna have to fix up the defense a little bit, but they got capable players, so they got the main thing out of the way, and that's paying Dak. And from now on, you know you just gotta focus on the draft and hope we get some home runs on the defensive side and maybe on the O line. Yeah, I think uh, Dallas has to, uh, they got a little, probably like, I guess you could say like a, a four-year window right here um, where they have to uh, execute as far as delivering a Super Bowl for, for this, their organization and, and with these players, you know. You got Zeke locked up. Uh, you got, like you said, you got Amari, Dak. Dak finally got his money. Um the only the only concern is like I, I feel like Dak should have got his money two two years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Jerry Jones was thinking of holding on. Like the more the more like he I feel like Jerry Jones said, Oh, I have leverage in all this and technically you don't, dude. The longer you wait, the the more leverage you lose because then you see other guys like Watson, Mahomes, they're getting their deals, and then you got Russell Wilson. Also, you know, got a, a, a deal not too long ago. So it's just like, how is that going to benefit you? I don't know. I don't know what Dallas was thinking in the sense of how it would benefit them by waiting. It only hurt hurt them, as you can see with this contract. I mean, let's go over the contract here. It's a four years, uh, 160 million, uh, 26 million fully guaranteed, and. Uh, uh, here's an interesting note. In the first year of the contract, Dak Prescott gets $75 million year one. So, I mean, hey, kudos to Dak once again, man. You know, got his money. But I think if Dallas would have got this deal done two years ago, you're looking at uh, maybe maybe Russell Wilson type of money, like 30, 31. I think, I think uh, Wilson's annual uh, average is about 33. So you could have got a deal done then. At that point, and to save you a lot of money, you know what I mean. Um, but 
I don't know. They're they're also saying that uh, Jerry Jones knows that there's a uh, big TV money coming and whatnot. I mean, but at the end of the day, I think uh, Dak won this uh, negotiation. Um, I guess deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you know. I think uh, Dallas is somewhat of a loser here because they still gave him what he wanted, which is top dollar. And he's coming off injury. You know, I know I get a feeling Dak will recover from this injury, you know, because it seems like a high character guy. And he seems like he, he'll work hard to get come back. I, I don't know if there's any questions, but still, it's an injury, you know. And you could you you could have you could have uh, used that in the negotiation process to give him less. And instead, they did that the opposite and gave him more. And I think part of it was Jerry Jones felt bad having him on the franchise tag and he got hurt. So Jerry's like, fuck it here. Here's your money. Yeah. And then, I mean, you saw Dallas fall apart, you know, with Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton filled up pretty nicely while Dak was hurt. But, I mean, you know, that game against the Giants, even though they probably would have still not made playoffs because of Washington. The Eagles decided to bench their players against the Washington. But, you know what I mean? It's just like, I think, I think Dak really got leverage because, I mean, when Dalton took over, it just wasn't the same, like, the Dallas offense, at least, because when, you know, when Dak was playing, I mean, they weren't winning games, but they were putting up like 30, 40 points and the offense really started getting going somehow, some way, you know, maybe a little late, too late sometimes, but it was a new offense, you know, no, no training camp, no whatsoever. But I mean, having Dalton in there, I think you really saw, um, I guess from Dallas's standpoint, like, damn, uh, it's Jack's important is like super key. You know, we need to pay this guy somehow. And like you said, like I don't think, I don't think Dallas wanted to pay that much. But again, why did you wait that long? You could, I think, I think the right time to pay Dag would have been after the the loss they had to the Rams. I think it was twenty eighteen in the divisional round. I think that year they should have got something done. And you know, you maybe could have saved more money, but like I said, I'm happy for Dak. I'm happy he got paid, and I think this is a, I to me personally, I think it's a win all around. Just because Dallas has the pieces, they just need to get a couple more. You know, the division seems to be there in their in their hand. I mean, it's yeah, I get what you're saying. This this is a this division should be Dallas's division every damn year. Like mm-hmm. I I don't even understand why. I mean, yes, you know, Dak was out this season. I get it, but this division should be their division for probably four or five years to come. Washington is probably the only team that I feel like will give them somewhat fits because of that defense, and not only that, because I I think that they're still looking for their franchise quarterback, so if they find their franchise quarterback, you know, that'll be the only competition, and that's a big if because... You know, nowadays, it's hard to find a franchise quarterback, whether it's through the draft, free agency, it's hard, you know, to, to come across one. So that's a big hit also. And as far as the Giants, I mean, I think the Giants have a good team also. I think they're well coached. I like their new coach. But I also think they have a lot of question marks. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy there. Uh, I think they got a solid defense. But then again, I still think they have a lot of holes, especially on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And then Philadelphia, we've talked about this many times. They're just a, they're just a crapshoot. So, I mean, it's just... You know, I feel like they're they're gonna they're gonna be the uh, the team rebuilding in this division uh, for the years to come. So Dallas, uh, next four years, uh, you got Dallas fans. You guys have no excuse. You guys have to make playoffs. It's, I mean, it's a pretty much given in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's Dallas is gonna be the team in that division for a while. And you said like the only threat I really see is Washington, but. Um... Yeah, they need to figure out their QB situation, but this is wide open for Dallas, and Dallas has to take advantage of it. I mean, they got and they're gonna have to do it through the job because free agency, they're probably gonna be limited uh, to do anything in free agency. So through the draft, they're gonna have to get their best guys, best scouts, whatever, and hit home runs on the draft, specifically on the defensive side. Yeah, I I think Dallas has some type of um, they got some type of money for this this off season. I think I believe. That's the only uh, benefit that they got out of, I think, in my opinion, out of this deal is the fact that, oh, yeah, they did lock up Dak. You know, that's, that's good. But uh, they do open up some cap space for 2021. Beyond that, I don't know. Uh, so they might be in the running to give a lot of good one-year deals like 
kind of like what Tampa Bay did last year. Like they're like, all right, uh, Gronk, come play over here. You know, AB, all these fools. You know, we'll give you one year deals and come play and try to win a championship. They they could possibly possibly um, uh, get one year deals done and will not hurt the team uh, financially in the future. <clears throat> yeah, that's gonna be key for Dallas. I mean. Defensively, they got some good pieces. I like Vanderish. I like Jalen Smith. It's just I think they were in the in the bad, I guess, system last year, and you can see the frustration. So they got some pieces, man. But I would like them to go after someone, like you said, if they had the cap space to do it, I would like them to go after a veteran presence, like maybe a Sherman or maybe trade for a Gilmore, someone like that to really impact the defense and pair up with Diggs out there. Yeah, I you know. I know a lot of I, I know a lot of people, especially Dallas Dallas Cowboy fans on social media, uh, they rip um, Jalen Smith, man. But I don't think I don't think he's that bad. Maybe his contract's a little bit too big, but I don't think he's that bad. I mean, uh, you also got to look. I mean, the year before that, he had an awesome season. It's just it's just dude, this uh, this system that they were in, dude. You know, uh, Mike Nolan. I mean, he's like a dinosaur. Uh, now, you know, like this guy is like, you know, he's back in the 90s, uh, you know, early 2000s. You know, I remember he was our head coach with the Niners, dude. Horrible. One of the worst coaches we probably ever hired in our history, dude. Like he's right up there with uh, Jim Tom Sula, dude. Oh man, yeah. Tosula. Yeah, and so Kelly. Yeah, yeah, he's up there with those guys. So, so the fact that we got Mike, like they had Mike Nolan as a defensive coordinator, I'm like, dude, it it just didn't sit well. I, part of that reason, I think, is Mike McCarthy. He has to know better. You're the head coach, man. You got to know better. You got to find better, uh, better uh, coaches on your coaching staff. You got to stop going. Uh, digging into like these Mike Holmgren uh, type of uh, trees and stuff, like you know, just uh, just try to try to um, find somebody new and creative. But I think Dallas, like I said, this division should be theirs, and we'll see what happens. Anyways, moving on from Dallas, maybe it was a blessing in disguise though. The you know hiring Nolan next year because you know, now Dan Quinn is free for this year. True. Maybe it was true. a blessing to Scott for Dallas. So hope out there for Dallas and James Tracy out there. Oh, rickety do. <laughs> but yeah, more to, more uh, NFL news. Uh, obviously, the franchise tag deadline was today. Chris Godwin got tagged. Allen Robinson got tagged. I feel bad for Allen Robinson because I feel like because I felt like he wanted to leave Chicago, and he was apparently there was like this Twitter this tweet that someone pointed out that said, "Oh." The franchise, the franchise tag sucks, and he liked the comment. I think he wanted out of Chicago, or not even out of Chicago, maybe just a deal, man. The the franchise tag does suck for the player. Oh, it sucks. It sucks for the player. But I guess as an organization, if you have it to your power, use it. <coughs> we should have used the Baron Jones, but I'm not even going to get on there. But Yeah, the franchise tag sucks for the player. Play, they, like, yeah. you know, they, they plan, for example, Dak. I mean, Dak got his deal because he's a quarterback, but... I mean, let's say Dak was a wide receiver, dude. He gets hurt, tears his ACL or whatever. He's not getting in a long-term deal this year. If, uh, you know, hopefully uh, Allen Robinson stays healthy this season. But, I mean, if something happens and he, like, you know, gets injured and doesn't play or it's a long recovery process, yeah, I mean, it's it sucks for him. He's losing out on a, another, another big-time deal. So, yeah, it does suck, um, but... Uh, but I also think uh, it's just part of the business, man. Um, especially, uh, especially when you're that good, you swear a team's gonna let you walk out the window. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. And other big names: Justin Simmons, safety for Denver, got tagged. I think last week, and also Leonard Williams uh, from the Giants got tagged. Just big names, obviously getting tagged. Um, but. Yeah, man. I which one? Which one did you think uh, were you shocked by, or did you expect anybody else to get tagged? You know, I I'm a little shocked that um, uh, Kenny Galladay didn't get tagged. Uh, not be, look, I know he had an injury prone season last year, but I mean the guy is still a stud, and I feel like now that you got Jared Goff there, I feel like you're gonna need to get him some weapons. And I, and I think Marvin Jones is a free agent. And a Marvin Jones yeah. is a free agent. They got a lot of free agents at wide receivers. So the fact that they didn't tag Galladay 
or tag Marvin Jones. I guess whatever one you wanted to go with uh, it was a little bit surprising because I know they do have Hawkinson there, and they have now a running back in Swift. So the fact that they didn't uh, try to keep a holiday, hopefully, I mean, they probably might try to um, work out a deal work out a deal before free agency. That could still possibly happen. But I was a little surprised that Detroit didn't do that. I feel like Detroit uh, – I also feel like Detroit is in, in a situation where they're going to tear that thing down soon, dude. It's kind of like, all right, cool, like – you were here with the old, old owner, old regime, you're gone. And I think, like, that's the kind of philosophy they're going with. Uh, they're getting rid of everything that's old and uh, and was with prior with the other group. And they're just getting new new bodies, new faces. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting what happens down there in Detroit. Well, like I said, I'm not doing as great as Dak. But I'm not doing as as bad as Jared Goff, man. As of right now, he has no help out there in Detroit. And he's going from Robert Woods and Cooper Cub to no Galladay, no Marvin Jones at this point. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty bad if uh, if you're uh, Jared Goff right now. I mean, his contract's not bad, so at least he's getting paid. At right? least he's getting paid, yeah. Yeah, moving on to the NBA. Did you get a chance to watch the All-Star game this weekend? Uh, be honest, no, I didn't. Uh, did see some of the highlights, uh, but just wasn't really engaged. You didn't miss nothing. Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just did. I wasn't engaged this year, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. The way you know, usually if, when it's All Star Weekend, it's a little cool. You know, yeah. they start Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, that's cool, but the fact that they just all bunched it up in one day, uh, and then the All Star game was kind of a blowout. So really. I didn't. I didn't catch it. I didn't watch it. I had no interest for it. You know, I didn't get a chance to watch the three point uh, contest, but uh, I did watch the first half of the All Star game. You know, it's, it's just they're just dunking around out there. You know, it's nothing really too exciting. But you said it's not the same feel as All Star Weekend. Uh, obviously, limited fans there. It's just not the same feel. But I will say something. <laughs> the dunk contest has to go, man. Dunk contest was absolutely terrible this year. Really. Terrible. I heard the the dude. I forgot where he, what team he's from, but I guess the guy that started off the game. Yeah, from the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, he, he had, <laughs> yeah, he got like a sick dunk in the front, and then yeah. everybody thought he was gonna win. And then yeah, he got a forty four. And I mean, the guy who won it, he's from Portland. I'm not familiar with his name, uh, but dude, he had some terrible dunks. Like I don't even know how like he won the thing. Like he did this one where he, he was gonna kiss the rim but he doesn't even he doesn't even kiss it was like a normal dunk and he's gonna kiss the rim but he doesn't even come close to kissing the rim and he got like a high score and he was up winning. It was just it was just terrible. The dunk contest is not what it was man. Yeah no I, I, I agree with you. I think they should just keep the the skills uh challenge, Skill challenge three point and, and the three point and I think they need to get rid of the dunk contest dude or you gotta find another way to be more creative man like Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe it should just be a one round dunk off. That like that's it, dude. One round, that's it. We're not doing multiple rounds because I, I feel like when uh, when they do that, like these these players work so hard, so they want to start off the you know the dunk contest with a bang. Yeah. And it's just like all right, their first dunk is amazing, and then after that, yeah, they dude. just suck. And I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it just needs to be smaller. Like hey, dude, we're getting three dudes. With your best dunk, this is it. Give it all you got. Whoever whoever has the best dunk out of the three wins. And that's it. I you, think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just think that's uh-huh. how it should be. Do you think it's just something that, you know, there's just been so many amazing dunks from Vince Carter, Kobe, Jordan, uh, Zach Levine has some sick-ass dunks and when he won. Do you think it's just there's been so much dunk contest, so many dunks has been that people are just running out of creativity or just – I just think the fact that you're, you're, you're. I think what is it like, uh, six guys in the dunk contest now? Five guys? I think this year was four or five, but oh. usually it's around six something. Yeah. Like so I just think that is a big part of it. If you just do three dudes, top whoever 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 has the best dunk wins, and just have a dunk off, and that's it, dude. Just one round. Whoever has the best, you get you get five attempts on that one round. That's it, and. Whoever has the best dunk, uh, whoever gets a 50, whatever, wins the dunk contest. Yeah. That, I think that's the way it should be, man. Just, I mean, 
I know players can get creative. I mean, and not only that, but a lot of these players do bring back some of these old old school dunks. So that's also cool, you know? Like, they bring back, like, you know, Vince Carter dunks, Dr. J dunks, Jordan dunks, all this stuff, you know? That's cool. Uh, and they still do that. And you can still win a dunk contest by bringing back an old dunk if you're able to complete it, complete, which yeah. makes it even sick. Uh, but I don't know, man. The fact that... The fact that they're, I think they had, they, they also have so many rounds yeah. for the dunk contest. It's just like, what do you expect these guys to do after like the third, fourth round, dude? Like, what do you, what do you want them to do, dude? Like, fucking dunk from the half court or what? <laughs> or do you, or do you think it's lacking star power? Like, would you like to see these big names dunking again? Because I mean, but see, you know what? Like, for example, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, dude, he that was good. I think I mean, that was the last. He got round. he got robbed. He got robbed. The, <laughs> the past two years, dude. Like yeah. I know he wasn't in it this year, but the past two years prior to that, this guy got robbed, man. I just feel like the the whole the whole judge system is also jacked up too, dude. So a lot of these guys are like, dude, why am I even gonna go out there and try if uh, you if know these guys win. are gonna. If I'm going to get robbed, you know? Yeah, because it was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine the first time. I, I thought that was a sick one. And then he should have Aaron Gordon should have won it. I think he went back. Yeah, the, he went back the second time. The second time? He yeah. should have definitely won it that time. Yeah. but And, th- and then, like, is Dwayne Wade still a judge? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Dwayne Wade used to just... Dude, stop being a, a judge, bro. Just <laughs> just stop, you know? Uh uh, I I know Shaq is a judge too. Like I'm sorry, dude. But the whole TNT crew? I haven't really noticed. Yeah, I think it's it is sort of the whole TNT. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh well, yeah, it is on TNT, obviously. Yeah, 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 but I don't know. Maybe add. Why don't you bring some old school dunkers to be the judges? You know, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, old school, idea. or maybe do like old school champions that won it before to be to be the judge. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. This is just my opinion on the dunk contest. So, I haven't really thought of what would be a good replacement if you decided to move the dunk contest. No, just just don't do anything. Just, you got the three points. Uh, you got the skills. That, that's the thing too you have, right? They used to do the team. I used to like that one, the team, where you had the WNBA star, a legend, and a, and a current team. Uh, player. I used to like that one. That was I, cool. I don't know why they took it out. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Um, but yeah, NBA All Star Weekend, nothing exciting. This no, not, at least not this year. At least not this year. Well, maybe next year they might spice it up a bit, but we'll see what happens. But but you know, after after everything, LeBron got criticized for not playing in the All Star game. Are you serious? <laughs> That's what I heard. I, I couldn't believe it. Either. I was just like, I was just watching LeBron not playing. I was like, cool, it's All Star game. Like, it just what's the big deal? But then he got apparently he got ripped on Twitter. Like. And then there's people calling them out on. Uh, there was no fans, so it's not like it's not like the fans were like paying <laughs> paying to go see. Yeah, it. right. There was no fans. Right? I think there's like limited, but like really limited fans. Oh my god! So this is really. Uh, and they had like limited fans, and then like TVs of what fans watching from home or whatever. But yeah, man, he got ripped. Apparently, there's been uh, reporters going on shows. I saw a little glimpse of this. I, I forgot what show it was. Uh, but saying that Le- since LeBron didn't play, is that he's getting old and and uh, Laker fans should be worried because <laughs> he didn't play in the All Star game. I'm all like, dude, I cannot. These guys, these guys just need something to talk about. It's 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 obvious that they there's nothing to talk about right now uh, in the NBA uh, besides Blake Griffin joining the Nets. <laughs> but oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Blake we'll get we'll get to that <laughs> shortly. But. Uh yeah man like just leave the guy alone dude like he wants to take his break he finished the season not too long ago had a shutdown went to the bubble finished the season won a championship and then has to pay like what 69 days later or something like yeah. that or not even right i think it's like it was know. much it was really short it was really short but um and now you're going to rip him for not playing in an All-Star game? It's a fucking preseason game, if you think about it. And the it's captain from the East didn't even play either. Except <laughs> on the court, dude. Yeah, dude. It's just a, I don't know. Just it's a mess. But anyways, I'm done with this All-Star talk. Moving on. What do you think about uh, Brooklyn Nets signing uh, Blake Griffin? Man, I just think they're signing everybody at this point. <laughs> they're going all in. They're and, going all uh, in. 
I also think uh, they're also going all in on the Diva squad. Like, dude, look at this squad. Like, Blake Griffin, Diva. I mean, he's he's probably uh, the reason why the Clippers broke up uh, with uh, CP3. Uh, Kyrie Irving, for sure, for Diva. sure, Diva right here. This guy wrecks everywhere he goes. He wrecks the locker room or, or whatever it is. You know, he 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 just doesn't get along with other stars. Uh, looks like he's getting along here though, but we'll see. James Harden, another diva, uh, and then KD, which is one of the biggest. I guess you could say snakes in the NBA. <laughs> I was gonna say, but I didn't know. <laughs> like, I didn't. Yeah, he's one of the biggest snakes in the NBA, dude. Like he literally goes from, uh, you know, the Thunder who almost beat the Warriors and then joins the Warriors. <laughs> And wins two championships and then thinks he's, like, the greatest of all time. And then, so you remember we were talking about this last week where we were like, oh, who's the villain in the NBA? Well, I think we found it already, dude. Like, who the fuck even wants to, like, how could you like Brooklyn right now? I mean, everybody talked about LeBron. Oh, LeBron got AD. He needs help. Nobody's talking about this right here. Nobody. All the LeBron haters, nobody's talking about this right now. Laker haters, they're not. They're they're kind of like, oh yeah, cool. Like, and it's cool. Like, they're building a super team, dude. But if LeBron goes out and gets like, let's say, uh, Drummond mm-hmm. on a buyout or Lakers make a trade, I do not want to hear anybody say anything, dude. Like, just just let it be. Like, Brooklyn's building their super team now. Let other teams build their super team too. And I don't know. I just think this squad, this Brooklyn squad, man, uh, they're. I think it, it reminds me, like, they're going to lead their fans to a disappointment. Like, everybody's like, yeah, they're going to win the title. Like, this is it. I, I don't know, man. I feel like too many stars not going to jump. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I think the same thing. Like, I've already said my things about Brooklyn. I, I've never been a KD fan. Kyrie, I used to like him at one point. Now I'm just kind of like, oh, this guy's annoying. Uh, the only one I really like from uh, the Brooklyn is probably James Harden. But, yeah, man, there's just way too many stars there, too, more, too much uh, ego in that team for you – know, I'm not saying they won't work out, but I wouldn't bet my money on it. I think there's still some talent in the East that can give them some fits, like uh, like maybe Philadelphia or maybe the Bucks. Maybe the Bucks make a trade before the, for, before the deadline or something. Um, but, yeah, I – I mean, I guess as you're, if you're a Brooklyn fan today, you're excited to see all these uh, stars on one team. But, man, it kind of sucks to hate Brooklyn because <laughs> Brooklyn's never really been that good. So now they're they're kind of like the Bucks. You know, yeah, they build a super team and now you kind of hate them. The Bucks, <laughs> the, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's so much, uh, so many divas on this squad. Uh, and then Blake Griffin, like, you know, he's good and all. I know he was in Detroit, but I didn't really keep up with him. Like, was he I mean, good? he's good. He's not, I don't, I feel he's like. He's not what he was. He's not what he was. And I still think he can't shoot. <laughs> uh, and then, you know. And they got DeAndre Jordan. Too. DeAndre Jordan, yeah, but he's all washed up now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, though. It'd be interesting to see who comes out the East. Uh, the NBA trade day, li- trade day, li- ah, trade deadline is uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, believe I don't expect any names to get traded. It just seems like the NBA trade day, trade. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> trade deadline, trade deadline <laughs> is uh, is so overrated, bro. Like it's just like nobody moves at the deadline. That's true. It's That's just true. nobody, nothing happens ever. Uh, it's just kind of an afterthought. I feel like the buyout market is a little more exciting because I feel like guys like Drummond might get bought out. You know, the Morris brothers, they got bought out. One of the more last year. So I feel like that might be uh, more interesting. So we'll see what happens then. But as far as NBA, that's pretty much what we got today. Yeah, man. I just want a quick touch on the Lakers-Kings game before the All-Star raid. That was a good game, and I, I ended up watching that game. No LeBron, no AD, no Caruso. And, um, you know, some of these guys stepped up. Uh, I was really uh, impressed with Harold and then uh, Kuz as well. They both had big games. And also uh, Schroeder had a big game too. 
It just came down to the final seconds where the Kings made just the last play, man. And Kuz had a chance to win the game with the with the three, but they just came up short. But that was a really exciting game. And I, I was watching that game. I missed the Lillard and Curry showdown, that, which I heard was epic as well. Mm, but, yeah, that's all the NBA news. NBA is coming back this week, so it's going to get good. Gonna be good to get back on track. Yeah, it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get a little spicy these last couple months, you know. <laughs> uh, getting uh, ready for playoffs and seedings and all that stuff, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some fans for the playoffs. So, well, we'll touch base on uh, NBA next week and uh, moving on to mm-hmm. the diamond. The diamond. Uh, we're gonna make our NL. We, we tease, we teased this last week. Yeah, we teased this last week, and then we're finally gonna just pop it out for you guys today. Uh, we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about our predictions uh, for MLB. We're gonna start uh, this week, and we're gonna preview the NL East and AL East. AL East, yes. Well, I'll go start it off first. I'll start off with the AL East, and I'm gonna go from bottom to the top to make it more exciting. You know, but finishing last in the AL East, I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Orioles. Like the Orioles, they're a real big rebuilding team. I think we all know that. I think there's not really much excitement if you're an Orioles fan this upcoming year. Um, they did make some signings like Matt Harvey, which I heard he had a terrible spring debut. Uh, just ridiculous, terrible. So it sucks to see a guy like Matt Harvey, who was once considered a top pitch in the game. Do you like call like uh, the Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. <laughs> oh wow. No, I really feel bad for Harvey, man. I I don't know where his career went. Something about something about uh, Breaker with his girlfriend really derailed his career. So it sucks, man. And they also uh, they also signed Felix Hernandez to a, to a minor league deal, but then he had a solid outing. Um, his spring uh, training debut. But I guess, I mean, there's really nothing to be excited about the Orioles. I mean, it's good to have Trey Mancini back. He's, he came back from colon cancer, so it's good to see him back. He was a top player um, before um, last year. 2019 had a big year, really broke out. And, but, yeah, and you also got a couple good other hitters like Anthony Santander. Um, he had a good season, and Ryan Mountcastle, um, he showed some power. So I think as Orioles fans, um, obviously they're not going to be in play for the division. But, I mean, they got some good pieces and then uh, on the lineup already. And they got a got an ace out there, too, that, um, that really shows some potential out there for the Orioles. And John Means, he had a solid season last year, but... As far as that, I mean, the Orioles are for the future, and especially in a division like this that is really, really stacked. I mean, you really don't see them uh, doing any noise this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, I think the the I think the the best news the Orioles got uh, was the fact that they're allowing fifty percent of fans in their stadium. <laughs> Which, and I don't even think they're going to fill up those 50%. I don't even think they're going to fill up those 50%, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, Orioles, I mean, they're a young team, dude. I mean, their rotation, it's just hard to look at right here. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what, I don't know what, what, uh, if you're a Rays fan, like, I mean, I'm sorry, Orioles fan, like, I don't even know what you get excited about. Like, I look at this lineup and it's just like, I don't think I can name anybody. Chris Davis, who once was their star, oh, no. he's on their bench now. Dude. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure they got some prospects coming up, but I just don't think they're ready. Um, they're ready to uh, to compete, especially in the AL East. Dude. The AL East is just some some monsters down there. So it's gonna be a while before they even uh, want to get in the Yankees level and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm looking at their schedule here. They're gonna open up a Boston. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, 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 we can agree that Orioles gonna be for sure. Unless. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. My my fourth place. Oh, you're gonna keep going. You can go. Go ahead. My fourth place team is the uh, Boston Red Sox. 
I think uh, I think they made some cool, like some good moves uh, to help them out, uh, uh, especially in the lineup. You know, they added Kike Hernandez. They have uh, Verdugo out in center. Devers, I think Devers is an awesome ball player. Uh, you know, Bogarts is also an awesome shortstop. They also got Hunter Renfro, who was solid for the Rays last season. Uh, Andrew Benatelli, is he still there? No, no he, he got, got traded, traded right? Got to the Royals. Yeah, he got traded to the Royals, so he's not there. Uh, but uh, J.D. Martinez had a bad season last year, so you expect him to, hit a you expect him yeah, to bounce back. J.D. Martinez is still there. Um, so I think their lineup is not the issue here. Uh, I feel like their starting rotation might be, uh, just because of the fact that, you know, you got Chris Sell coming back from injury, so you don't know what how he's going to react. You also got uh, Nathan Avaldi, like he still he he got that contract and he dominated in the World Series against the Dodgers, but then he uh, last couple seasons he's been up and down. Yeah, he for sure had his best season last year. Uh, had a three point seven two ERA and fifty two Ks, but um, this is last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they also got this pitcher in Tanner Howick. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but he had a 0 0.53 ERA last year. And so there's some high hopes there. Um, but like you said, uh, Chris Sell, he'll probably come back in the summer sometime, but we don't know what Sell we're going to get. Um, so I think their best option at, at, in the starting rotation is Edward Rodriguez. He's coming back because I think he had COVID last year. So he missed the whole season. So they're excited to have him back. Yeah, he was a he was an upcoming star. Uh, he was an upcoming star uh, uh, when they had that World Series run too. So the yeah. fact that they're getting him back, and they signed Gary Richards as well. Um, Gary Richards had terrible in San Diego, but prior to that, he has had a really good season with the Angels. And, and then I think I think if I'm not wrong, I think the last couple the last couple or the last couple months in San Diego he wasn't that bad he wasn't that bad so I mean there's potential in the rotation I and they also got Nathan Evaldi in, in, in the in the bullpen I'm not a Nathan Evaldi Adam Adamino they made traded for him with the Yankees so mm. uh that, that's a good move for the bullpen pair him up with uh with their with their closer um and Matt Barnes and you know Matt Barnes from the NBA <laughs> no not that Matt Barnes <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. Like I said, I have Boston in four four two, but I I can see their 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 ceiling maybe getting to that third second spot. I, I I do like Boston what they're doing. I think they got a talented lineup. Like like I said, JD Martinez. I expect him to break out of that. Uh, Verdugo's been a solid hitter, solid fielder. Devers a great hitter. So so there's a lot of potential with with the Red Sox. I think my question to me is. The big question mark is the rotation. Like, are they going to be good or are they not? Are they going to bank on it? Or like, are they going to live up to the potential? What are we going to get from Sell when he comes back? Can we just rely on Edward Rodriguez? Who's going to back him up? Is was a uh, Tanner Hawkins season a uh, uh, a fluke? So we're we're, we're going to see. Uh, Nathan Avaldi is he going to is going to have the same season he had last year or was it a fluke as well? So. I think there's just the question marks. I think they've done enough in the bullpen, and and their lineup is scary. But like I said, they're ceiling. I think they can make it to to number two seed. But I just think the, I, I just think the the division is too too stacked to to put them up there right now. And I got them at fourth as well. Yeah, moving on. Uh, who's your third place team? Dude, this is I've been I've been losing sleep at, over this. <laughs> Look, I wrote down my notes. I have the Rays at third, but the more I read about the Rays and the moves they made, uh, they did get Chris Archer back. Uh, he had left to Pittsburgh. <laughs> they had traded him to Pittsburgh for Glass now. Oh yeah, that's and, right. That's and, right. Uh, was it? Was it? I forget the name. Was it Meadows? Someone. Someone yeah. else. Someone else was involved in that trade. But uh, yeah, now they get Chris Archer back. Maybe they can fix him up. Um. To be that Chris Archer that we all know. And they also got Rich Hill back. Um, Rich Hill didn't have a good season with the Twins last year. But I just feel like Tampa Bay is that team where you can go and they'll fix you up. Yeah. I, I just think they're that type of organization. They don't rely on the big names. Uh, they're going to get the most out of their players. 
They also got Michael Walker, and uh, they're gonna have Tyler Glass now as their as their ace now. But but like by like they said, dude, uh, Snell wasn't really that great with Tampa Bay if you really think about it. He had that one Cy Young year, but he wasn't like great, great, like ace great. So I, I think I think there's overreaction right there. I do think Charlie Morton's a, a, a kind of a huge loss just because he had some uh, veteran leadership and he did well with him. And Charlie Morton has been a consistent pitcher, but it, it's not the end of the world for the Rays. Like I could see the Rays being the number two seat. You know, I mean the number two in, uh, the, in division. the division. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like. Uh, I'm between, you know, them and the Blue Jays, kind of. Like, I look at these two teams evenly. Uh, but the fact that I still don't – I'm not I'm not convincing their their uh, lineup, you know. I feel like the pitching, the, they'll – you know, they did lose, you know, two huge starters in Snell and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. Uh, but uh, – but I feel like their lineup, they didn't do anything to upgrade it other than, you know, you know, the Randy or Rosarena, I mean, he's a stud. But, I mean, Brandon Lowe, I see. I mean, he's all right. Willie Adamas, like, you well, know, he, he struggled a lot getting on base. Well, uh, well, Austin Meadows did have a really bad year last year. But uh, he's not really used to that. So I think it was just a fluke year. So I think there's just still, yeah. I think there's still something in that lineup. And they might, been, they might call up the number one prospect. Uh, he's the number one in the whole MLB in Wander Franco. He already had that huge homer in spring training. So this is where I'm 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 fifty with this man. So I don't I didn't I was flipping with it. I was like, should I put him second, third? But I just think they have enough. But we're gonna see how this team plays out. Yeah, I still think they're a team that's in a uh, fight for the wild card. I feel like, in my opinion, uh, they might be three teams coming out of the AL East for in the playoffs because you know. You got the two, you know, the division winner, and I feel like both wild cards might come out of that division. Yeah, you're already uh, doing spoilers. We gotta, we gotta leave the audience with some, uh, with some uh, <laughs> cliffhangers for the next show, Jazz. Yeah, but the audience can't wait, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, the bullpen is sick still in Tampa Bay. So, like I said, they're still in good be second. I just don't think they'll top my number one team in the AL East this year, but. Like I said, there's Boston and the Rays and my second place team, which we already spoiled, kind of, Toronto Blue Jays. I think you can move those uh, three teams around either way you want it. Um, but, yeah, moving on to the second uh, place team in the AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays. But with the Blue Jays have done this season, wow, man. I look at the lineup. is great. The rotation, uh, there's some what-ifs there. Besides Ryu, there's some big what ifs. They're gonna maybe call out Nate Peterson, but apparently he's gotten hurt already in speed, uh, spring training. So we'll see what they get out of him. They also got Robbie Ray, your buddy there. Robbie Ray's a, a big toss up, man. You don't know where you're yeah, gonna get from. Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna get from. You don't know if you're gonna get a guy <laughs> give up two hits, uh, 15Ks in the day, in a, in an outing, or the guy that gives up four runs in two innings. I I feel like. Uh, Blue Jays' biggest strength is that lineup, dude. Like, look at this lineup. God, uh, they got BGO's son, uh, Craig BGO's son. Is it uh, Calvin? Yeah, Calvin BGO. Uh, Bo Boschetti. Dude, uh, dude that guy's a stud. Uh, and see. you add George Springer. <laughs> yeah, Vlad, yeah, George Springer to his lineup. Vladdy Vlad, lost 45 uh, pounds or something like that. Yeah, year. he looks great. Spring training. I mean... Man, this uh, this lineup, dude. Guriel, uh, Guriel's brother, is that in there too, dude? So, man, they got they got hitters all over all over the place. I, I feel like they'll they'll score runs with anybody in that in that division. So, so yeah, this is uh, their biggest question mark is uh, their starting rotation and bullpen. In my opinion, I feel like their starters. You know, after Hunjin Ryu, it's like, who do you got? Like yeah. you said, like you said, uh, um, their top prospect is already banged up. Uh, Tanner Rorick is a solid veteran. I don't know if he's great. They got Ross Stripling. I mean, he's another guy who's solid. You also, know, they also got Steven Matz, but I mean, there's a ball. Oh guys. yeah, they did pick up Steven Matz, which I think that that's a good number two guy to have behind Ryu. 
especially Robbie Ray, big question mark right there. We don't know. The bullpen is also a big. Um, they did get Kirby Yates though, so I think yeah, that, that's gonna help out. Yeah, they uh, yeah, but other than Kirby Yates, I mean, they haven't they, they they have a lot of question marks in that bullpen. But we're gonna see. I mean, but I st- I still feel confident with that, me picking them at, as my number two team out of the AL East. Yeah, man, I, I I was I was close to picking them number one, but I was like I can't, I can't I can't do it, dude. Like you know, I like to be bold. I like to I like to go That's out. too bold, dude. I like to do all some crazy stuff. And I was like, man, imagine the Blue Jays winning the AL East. And then I said, no way, dude. I was just looking at the Yankees lineup, Yankees rotation, Yankees bullpen. I was like, there's no fucking way, dude. Yankees can lose half their players. There's just no way, dude. I like, well, pretty much uh, gave it out. Already, but leading to leading to the number one team of the division prediction wise, or well, Yankees. Uh, I feel like the Yankees are deep. I feel like they have a deep squad all the way around. They added uh, Kluwer. Uh, they also added um, Talion. Yeah, yeah, from from, from, from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So uh, he reunites with Garrett Cole. So yeah, they got Craig Garrett Cole. They got a good, awesome uh, starting rotation. Their bullpen is still deep. I mean, they got guys in that bullpen that throw. I mean, they throw gas. And, uh, you know, deep lineup also. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to – they re-signed uh, their second baseman. Um, um, okay, uh, LeMay. Yeah, LeMay. Uh, yeah, so we're going to see what happens with the – with the Yankees here, but uh, yeah, they're just. I feel like the Yankees' biggest uh, biggest issue has been health the last couple of years because they've been they've been hurt. Luis Severino he got hurt last year yeah, at Tommy back. John, so he's gonna be out for half of the season probably this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, Yankees Yankees they just their biggest their biggest issue man is um, is uh, staying healthy, but they have the team to to compete with anybody in the lineup too. Yeah, man. The same thing with the Yanks, man. The, I, I say the same thing. His health is the biggest thing. Talion, man, I mean, he's had two Tommy John surgeries. Uh, he had a testicular cancer. So it, it, he's really been on a, a really – they're banking a lot of players with a lot of injuries, man. So, But you look Good at worse. the – you look at the upside from Talion and and a Kluber, I mean, it's it's there. I mean, if they if they get if they get these guys healthy, and um, really get the best out of them, damn dude, this could be a really scary team. But there's a lot of what what ifs. And you look at Gary Sanchez, what he's done the spring training. I know it's just spring training, but he looks better. He can't get any worse defensively what he was last year. Gary Sanchez. Yes, but if you look, you said signing DJ LeMay was Gary huge. Sanchez that bad. Defensively, he was bad, dude. Yeah, he was terrible last year. Wow, I think it's they were saying he's one of the worst catchers they've ever seen. Wow, just letting balls pass by, just just stuff that a catcher should not do, he did it last year. Interesting, and yeah, but health is a big thing, dude. Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge has to stay healthy. <laughs> I'm already thinking of Aaron Jones over here. And Carlos Stanton has to stay healthy. I mean, health is the biggest thing for this team. If they stay healthy, they're a dangerous team in the AL. Probably they're banking on the World Series. They're probably getting out there, you know. Yeah, I see. Uh, they open up with Toronto to start the season, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Uh, gonna be in New York uh, opening up the season, so that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to watch. All right, so moving on to the NL East. Uh, NL East. Probably one of the toughest divisions in baseball, in my opinion. I mean, I think both Eastern divisions are really tough. Yeah, they're all really uh, tough. You know, the AL East is tough. NL East is they, – they're tough, man. Uh, but I'm going to open up with my number five in the division, and I just think it's going to be the, the Marlins. I feel like – I know the Marlins made the playoffs last year, and they got an awesome rookie or that stud in sixth uh, What's his name? Sanchez? Is it Sixto Sanchez? They're, okay, they're, okay. Um, the young ace they have down there with the Marlins. He's a stud. Uh they got they got they got some good uh some good um Were you, were you talking about uh Marlins. Alcantara? Yeah, Alcantara. Oh, okay. Wait, what? yeah, I'm talking I'm talking about their their ace, uh Sanchez. 
Okay. Uh huh. Well, Alcantara is another stud. Yeah. Like that, but uh, apparently, uh, apparently Sanchez is the one with the sick stuff. So, um, so yeah, man. Uh, this is a uh, this is this is a young team. I feel like, but I feel like they're not ready for 162 games. They were they 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 were good enough for 60 games. Uh, I don't think they're good enough for 162 games. So uh, that's why I have them finishing fifth in this division. I, I still think that lineup uh, needs a lot of work. Uh, they're they're looks like their pitching is not that bad as far as st- rotation and bullpen. It's not that bad. I've, I've seen some some pretty good arms here, and I know a lot of these y- young guys. Uh, did work last season, but this lineup, man. I mean, I think Starling Marte is probably their best hitter, mm-hmm. and Corey Dickerson is all right. But man, they have a lot of holes. So we'll see what happens with the with the Marlins. But they're, they're not ready to compete in this division. No, yeah, Marlins are a very young team. I don't. Obviously, it was a big success last year in the sixty games, but one hundred and sixty-two in this division is just not going to happen. Uh, they were ahead of schedule last year, for sure. They're ahead of schedule, and um, I'd say maybe look out for the Marlins next year or the year after that. Then we'll talk about this team being a, a really scary team. But as far as now, they're still really young, and to be messing with the big boys that are up to in, up in front of them, dude, it's just not gonna happen this year for Miami. I'm sorry, but damn, you guys have a sick stadium. I wanna go visit that stadium. That's top of my list. Just want to throw that out there, but yes, I do have them last in my, in my prediction as well. <laughs> Moving on to fourth, I got the Philadelphia Phillies. But man, as I was doing the research for the Philadelphia Phillies, I mentioned this to you. They made some good moves. I like their lineup. Their lineup can is scary. They can match with anybody. They made some moves in the bullpen. Got Archie Bradley. Uh, they got they got Hector Rondon. He had a terrible season with us last year, but. He's been pretty solid in his career with the Houston and the Cubs. So they, they did address the bullpen a little bit this past season. We'll see if that pays off. Uh, rotation, besides Nola um, and Wheeler, there's not really much there. Um, so, But as lineup and bullpen, it's getting better. Isn't uh, Zach Efron like... The- they, they said that he had a good season. I didn't, I didn't really too, know too much about him, but they said he had a good season. Uh, he's a he's a right-hander with a lot of a lot of potential. So if that pays off, if it was, if last year wasn't a fluke and it plays off again, maybe the Phillies can make a run for the for for the East or a wild card. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is also my number three team in the division. It seems like uh, you took all my picks, dude. But uh. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like the the bullpen needs a lot of work, man. I, I know they got they I know they got some they made some upgrades uh at the bullpen. I feel like that was their biggest flaw last year. Uh, they did, they, like you said, they did, they did make some moves. Hopefully, those moves pan out for them. If those moves pan out for them, they could be a team to look out for. Because like you look at this lineup, man, it, it's it's deep. I mean, it was you know, huge getting Ramuto and DD back. Yeah, uh, you got uh, you know you sign your all star catcher back. You got Harper, uh, Hoskins is another guy who's a stud. Segura. You yeah, know, uh, they got they got an awesome lineup here, dude. It's just, it's just I feel like pitching has been their biggest flaw last couple seasons, and I especially especially in the bullpen, dude. But I feel really bad for those guys in that bullpen, man. They they uh, they uh, I feel like every time I saw the Phillies pitch, uh, their they bullpen was up. jacking it up, man, giving up five run leads and stuff. Well, they they are bringing a new manager in, and Joe Girardi, so maybe he could change the culture there and. And uh, really get this Phillies uh, team back on track, baby. You know, you know those Philly, those Philly fans. They're they're crazy, man. They they don't put up with anything. You go on zero and one in the season, they're already calling for your head. Yeah, no, yeah, they are. They're they're going they're going after you. <laughs> um, moving on, going to our third place team. It looks like we got the same team, so. I'm going to throw it out there and I'm going to say that Washington Nationals, but I see the Washington Nationals having a higher ceiling if possible. I mean, the team's there. They got Max Scherzer, Corbin. They didn't have a great season last year. They could have been a World Series hangover. could have been the 2020 season. I'm not going to overreact about the 2020 season for any of these players. 
Uh, it was just a weird year. And then uh, Strasburg, they lost Strasburg after two starts. So, but this team is really deep. They made a trade for Josh Bell. Um, you're talking about the lineup and Trey Turner. They also got Kyle Schwarber from the, from, from the Cubs. And you talk about an MVP candidate and uh, Juan Soto, dude. I this team is scary. This team is scary. This is uh this is your third team. Maybe? Yeah, this is my third team. Oh, we disagree in here. Oh, we are. Yes, we are. First uh, disagreement. I, I got them. I got the Mets finishing. You got the Mets. I think. I think the yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> I'll let you finish on, on on the Nationals. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll finish. With, I thought we had the same one, but yeah. Uh, I was talking about rotation, top three guys, man, probably sickest in baseball. In Scherzer, Strasburg, if he can stay healthy. And Corbin, lineup is just as good. Um, and bullpen, even though they struggled last year, they still got some capable arms out there. And um, so, yeah, man, I, I I do see the Nationals in third place, but I can see they're ceiling up higher. Maybe not enough to win the division, but maybe second. But as of now, I have them in third uh, my third place team is the New York Mets, dude. I just feel like the Mets—they're uh, missing something. Uh, I feel like they're missing. Uh, they got—I know they got Lindor, and that's a big, big move for them. And you know they needed a star down there in New York, you know, to go along with uh, Pete Alonso. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, I just feel like uh, that lineup needs a, something else. And then I was hearing also that they have. Um, they had one of the worst defenses in MLB last year, giving up a lot of runs, a lot of errors. Uh, Lindor fixes some of that problem. Uh, but I think if you would have added Lindor with George Springer, oh, man, that would have been sick. That would have been sick. Uh, I would probably, you know, have him up there up there battling the Braves for the for the division. But I just feel like the, the, this lineup uh, – this lineup is, to me, this lineup is not as scary as Washington's. I feel like Washington has a deeper lineup. They have um, uh, better pitching, uh, at least more proven pitching. Because uh, on paper, I mean, uh, the Mets, the Mets rotation could keep up with anybody. It's just being healthy, you know. It's just look at it. I mean, you got Strowman who's a stud. You got Noah Syndergaard who's a stud. He's just been hurt. The uh, Grom is also a stud, but then you also worry about you know they've been his workload's been crazy last couple of years, and then they also picked up Carlos Carrasco in that trade uh, from uh, with the Indians, you know who I think who I think who I think will help them out. Uh, but uh, I just have them as my third place team. I think Washington Washington's uh, still a little better. Yeah. Um, so. We have different agreement on number three. So I'm already guessing we have a number two. But at number two, we'll have the New York Mets. Uh, I do see the New York Mets being in the playoffs this year somehow, some way. Maybe. Maybe. I still haven't, I still haven't gotten into my full playoff predictions. But, yeah, man. The Mets rotation is probably one of the sickest in baseball up there. With maybe the Padres. Maybe up there with the Dodgers. It, the question is, if can Noah Syndergaard stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, damn, this, this this is sick. He's coming off Tommy John. Obviously, Strowman opted out last year. And, but they add Carlos Carrasco. That's huge. And you got the best pitcher in probably the game with Jacob DeGrom. I think this is sick. I think bullpen. Uh, Edwin Diaz got better last year. In September, he posted a 0.7 ERA in September. Um, and they still got some capable arms in the bullpen, but I think the rotation is going to carry them. And I think they have just enough on offense to 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 be second place in that team uh, in that division. Not enough to be first, but definitely second. Obviously, adding a, a player like Francisco Lindor, that's going to add a huge boost to that lineup. Yeah, uh, my second place team is uh, Washington Nationals. I know you touched on them. A little earlier. Uh, I just like their lineup, dude. Trey Turner, he's a stud. Awesome speed. You add uh, Kyle Schrober down there with the left-handed bat. I mean, you got Soto now. Josh Bell was a switch hitter uh, to kind of uh, be that protection behind uh, Soto. Uh, you know, Josh Bell's a good hitter. We forget about him a little bit, I think, because he was in Pittsburgh and he did struggle at times. 
But I mean, if if Washington finds a way to fix this or fix his little. Uh, fix his uh, stance or something. You know, sometimes uh, a lot of these players need a change of scenery. Not only that, but, you know, like you said, we're not going to judge these players on the 60-game season. Uh, but, but yeah, I just that's just my team. I, and then, they're, they're, you know, their starting rotation is just proven, man. I mean, Patrick Corbin, uh, he's proven. Uh, he's won a World Series, helped them win a World Series uh, back in uh, uh, 2019. Um we got a uh, Steven Strasburg, who you know he's coming off injury, but when he's healthy, he's a stud. And uh, Max Scherzer, who just seems like he just doesn't get old, man. It seems like this guy just keeps going and going and going. And uh, you gotta you gotta respect this uh, these uh, this little three headed monster that, uh, they got here in in Washington. So yeah, so I guess we're gonna get down to number one. Yeah, number one. Who could it be? There's a lot of hate. On this team, I don't know why the disrespect this team has taken. I don't understand. They were one game away from the World Series. The Atlanta Braves are number one in the NL East on the Old Bros pod. <laughs> Man, you look at this. I mean, they're going to get Mike Soroka back. They obviously, he tore his Achilles. So Max they're, Freed. They're going to get him back sometime this season. Max Freed, obviously. They, they added Drew Smiley from San Francisco. He had a solid season. And then... um. You obviously add Charlie Morton. That's going to be a huge, huge addition. And you talk about the lineup. Freddie Freeman, Ozuna, uh, Albies. Travis Arnold. Oh, my God, dude. This team is this team is crazy. Um, it's probably one of the best in baseball. Um, you look at their bullpen. You have Will Smith out there. Uh, you have Chris Martin. I think this is a really talented team all around. So... I don't know. I don't understand why people are sleeping on them, but hey, the, the, I guess that's just music to the ears of the Atlanta Braves, and I have them coming out number one in the NL East. Yeah, same thing, bro. I, I got I got them number one in the NL East. Um, I just think they have an awesome lineup. They're they're gonna get they're gonna get stronger uh, with the starting rotation. I'm just gonna stop right here. I think I forgot to mention Acuna. Dude, that's all I had to really say. I said a sooner, but I didn't even say Acuna. No, well, God, all I had to say MVP caliber player and Acuna. And then I think their bullpen is also a, a, a yeah, you know, kind of like a strength of this uh, of this team. You know, they had a pretty good bullpen last year, and uh, I think they're still they're still they're still. So I know they lost uh, their closer. What was his name? Um, Melanson. Uh, where did he go? San Diego. He went to San Diego. Yeah, they did. They they did lose their closer. Uh, but I mean, other than that, I mean, they still got a solid bullpen. The rotation is gonna get better. And and yeah, dude, this lineup is killer, dude. Freddie Freeman, Okuna, uh Travis Darno, Albies, you know, Austin Riley. Ah, uh, this guy, that guy, uh, Christian Pache. I mean, he's an awesome defensive player out there in center field. I remember seeing this guy in the NLCS. Uh, so yeah, uh, big ups to the Atlanta Braves, and that's uh, that's uh, that's my uh, division winner for the NL East. Looks like we we agreed on that. Yeah, now that's gonna bring that's gonna bring uh, it's close to our predictions from the NL East and the and the AL East. Um, I think I think next week we're gonna break down uh, both centrals. I think there's some interesting interesting things out there in the centrals. Um, specifically the NL Central. That's gonna be a difficult one for me. Uh, I've been tossing and turning just like I did uh, on the on the AL East and the and the NL East. Um, the AL Central for me is a little easier. Um. I'm not gonna go with something too crazy, but I think the NL Central. I'm losing sleep over that already. Um, there's just some. There's just some teams there that that are fighting for that spot, you know. And then I'm, I might wake up on on the wrong side of the bed. I might have Pittsburgh at number one in the in the NL Central. Oh, <laughs> oh, please don't do that to the fans. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just. Fine. But yeah, the NL, NL Central for me is gonna be a, a greater breakdown. Yeah, but. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to the NL NL Central, AL Central uh, next week. I think the AL Central is a 
Uh, I'm kind of a, a toss-up right there between two teams on who might take that division. Uh, possibly three teams. Uh, I'll get to that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so might, have, might, might have a might have a third team sneaking up in there. Maybe the Royals. Oh, maybe Detroit. Detroit. What could it be? <laughs> uh, also, got I also uh, NL Central. Um, I got I, it's it's gonna be interesting in the NL Central, uh, but uh, I I feel like the AL Central is gonna be a little harder for me. Oh wow. Dropping, dropping bombs right before the pot ends. You know, keeping keeping the fans on like, keeping the fans on a <laughs> cliffhanger uh, <laughs> on a cliffhanger. But anyways, uh, next week uh, it's gonna be an awesome show. Uh, just because uh, NFL free agency is gonna be kicking off, we're gonna have like rumors heating up. You know, more cuts uh, happening next week. Uh, we should have guys uh, agreeing to deals by next Probably while we're on the damn pod. It's going to be lit uh, next week. You know, NFL never disappoints with free agency. Uh, it doesn't matter if they lost uh, money in revenue with uh, no fans this year. It seems like they keep getting more and more money anyway. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, we we'll, can't wait to, uh, to get started for next week's show. Yeah, next week's show is going to be, obviously, the NFL, NBA starting back up, and then uh, our MLB predictions for the Central next week. So, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Hopefully, you guys uh, tune in uh, to check us out. Yeah, please uh, tell a friend. uh, Tell your friend to tell a friend. uh, Get the word out. Tell them listen to the old bros, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.